0: We are live. We'd like to say good morning to each one of you. We thank and praise God for your coming, your sharing, the being, in, being in the presence of the Lord. We thank and praise God uh, for our online community. Our online community has increased uh, due to the COVID-19. Many churches are, are not assembling and some do not have the, the opportunity to be able to stream live so many have um, chosen to, to listen in, uh, to hear the word of God uh, here at House of Destiny, and we're thankful and we're grateful f- uh, for that. Um, not so much that because of the uh, COVID-19, those things happen, but uh, we have people that have decided to shut in. Uh, we're going to also pray for those that has been uh, sick and uh, not able to come. But we also um, like to say that God's got it. Amen. I don't know, <clears throat> it doesn't matter what we say or think, we just have to remember that God has got it, okay? God's got it. He's got us, and he's got it. <laughs> Amen. So there's nothing that we have to be fearful of or afraid of. You know, Job said, Job said, that thing which came upon me, that which I feared the most, it came upon me. And so he. sometimes we can in, invite fear, <coughs> and next thing up, we've got some situations going on. Um, but this morning we want to go to the book of Psalms, uh, Psalms chapter number eight. We're going to go to, um, uh, the book of Psalms. Uh, I, I think maybe last week, I think it was last week, maybe week before last, probably last week. I, um, uh, in my, in my sleep, usually the Lord just drops it in my spirit and tells me what he wants me to, to deliver. And I'm always trying to be sensitive to him. And, uh. In my sleep, he gave me Psalms 8, and I said, okay, Lord, so um, you know, in my, you know, my dreams, so when I, I, I get up and I say, okay, God, take me to, to where you want me. You direct me by your Holy Spirit. So Psalms chapter number 8, and, and our title this morning is called Man, 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 not mankind, but man. We're making it personal, making it personal. Father, bless your word. Bring all to my remembrance through the power of your Holy Spirit. And we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Psalms chapter number 8. And we're going to look at verse number 3. Because David, in the midst of his condition, and all the things David had done, David was a wonderful psalmist, and he had a relationship with God. He, he was uh, at a place where he knew how to connect with God through all the things that he saw. And so in Psalms chapter, uh, Psalms chapter 8, he, he pins this in verse number 3. He says, When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained apparently he must have been walking in the midst of the night because what he sees displayed, he begins to, to ponder and he begins to, to, to look at uh, God's creation, the things that the Lord has done. And he says when he begins to, to, to consider the, the heavens and the works of the fingers of God, uh, and and he, he talks about the moon and the stars. And I don't know about y'all, but here lately we've been outside looking at the stars and some other item that's up there, you know. But but it's amazing. And, and we should not just think that, oh, the moon is there because it's night. It gives us light. And uh, the stars are there. And it's more to it than that. And we're going to show that through the scriptures, okay? because he, he, he sees the the, the, the the essence of God he sees the, the beauty he sees the creative power of God and it fascinates him so let's look at let's look at Genesis chapter number one because we want to deal with the works of the fingers of God Genesis chapter number one and we're going to look at verse number 14 just want to teach you just want to teach this morning because, see, everything has a purpose. And once we discover the, the purpose that God has for it, then it, it becomes more important to us, okay? Now, in Genesis chapter number 1, looking at verse number 14, 14 says, And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for, look at this, signs and for seasons, for days and years. See, when it comes down to the, to the lights that we see, th- they have a purpose. God didn't just throw them up there because he felt like, oh, that would make the sky beautiful. <laughs> he didn't do it that way. They had a purpose and they still have a purpose. So he's, he goes on, he says, let them be for signs and for seasons, for days and for years. And then verse number 15 says, And let them be the lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and it was so. So what you see is, is part of his purpose is to give light upon the earth. All right? Now verse 16 says, and God, watch this, and God made two great lights the greater light to rule the day, the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. 17 says, and God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. Okay? That's his purpose, part of his purpose, okay? now verse 18 says watch this and to rule the moon and the stars and to rule over the day and over the night and divide the light from the darkness and god saw that it was good so he has a purpose in creation in the verb beginning he has a purpose he, he, he brings forth the, the sun and the moon and the stars. But David, he is walking in the midst of the night. He is admiring the creation of God, the things that God, the fingers of God, the works of the fingers of God has done. He is in amazement of what he sees. He discovers their purpose. But let's go a little bit further when we're dealing with purpose. Let's look at Jeremiah chapter number 31. Verse number 35, Jeremiah chapter number 31, and we're going to look at verse number 35. They're talking about this, the sun and the moon and the stars, okay? Remember now, you say, God says, they all have a purpose when we look at it. All right, Jeremiah chapter number 31, now we're there. All right, looking at verse number 35. It says, Thus saith the Lord which giveth the sun for a light by day. Look at the next word. And the audiences of the moon and of the stars for a light by night, which divideth the sea when the waves there are roll. The Lord of hosts is his name. Now, the, 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 the sun and the moon and the stars, they have they are under a mandate. They are under a mandate. They don't have choice like man. <laughs> they are under the mandate of God. So in other words, they are under an established set of rules and regulations by the divine authority, by the supreme being, okay? They are under the mandate of God. They have to serve their purpose, okay? If they ever get out of line, we're in trouble. Okay. Now, verse, verse uh, number thirty-six says. This thirty-six says this: If those ordinances depart from me, God is speaking, saith the Lord, then the seed of Israel also shall cease from being a nation before me forever. So, if 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 they choose to cease. Something changes in that mandate, okay? that God's Word is saying that the seed of Israel will, will no longer be in existence. So, therefore, they are under that mandate of God. They have to do that. It says, the Lord of hosts is His name. If those ordinances, those established rules and regulations given by the supreme being, given by the authority of God, if they depart from before the Lord... In other words, they can't be like man, be rebellious. <laughs> they, can't, they can't be rebellious. Because if they do, it will affect the seed of Israel. How many of us know that we're Israel? So when you, when you, when you see the, the, the stars and the moon and the sun, you need to thank God for them. Amen? Because as long as they're doing what they're supposed to be doing and they're under that, a mandate that's been established by God, then we're, we're safe. That's why I said, you know, COVID-19, I'm not, I'm not concerned about you. You know what I'm saying? And the reason why God's got us, the Scripture came to my mind, and it might be in one of my messages sometime or another. It's like, will, God, will Christ find faith on earth when he returns? I've never seen so many faithless Christians in all of my life. I, it, it just blows my mind. We, we, we can go to the grocery store with all those people that's up in there, them wearing masks, and it's more than 50 people, but yet we can't come to the house of God when, when they say it's okay, it's essential, the church is an essential thing because we need our spirit being to be fed, amen, because the worst thing we want to do is sit at home and dry up, and that's Satan's ultimate goal. But we have so many faithless Christians, and God say, and, and that's scary, He's, Christ says, he said, when I return, will I find faith on the earth? And that scares me. And it should scare all of us because we're supposed to be Christians and we're supposed to be walking by faith, not by sight. But Christ said, well, when I come back, am I going to find faith? I see so many faithful, I will talk to them. I mean, I'm, I'm like, where is your faith? We, we, you know, we got the, you know, the, the, some of them the, and we didn't, but anyway, some people got the little the stimulus money, you know. They already forgot about uh, COVID nineteen, and and they didn't hit some stores. Some kind of way they went shopping online. They've done something, but that 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 fear is not there anymore. It was there as long as they're broken, they were scared. But all of a sudden, they got two nickels and a dime, and they're afraid. You can't come to the house of God. But you can run everywhere else. You can't come to the house of God, but you can, oh, I hear your Holy Ghost. But you can go to your job that has a whole lot more people than what they have uh, uh, called for in the house of God. I mean, what's wrong with that picture? What's wrong with the faith of the Christians? What's wrong with that picture? It's a set out by Satan. We're listening to man and not listening to God. I can't wait to get back to work. Well, my God, you you probably got somebody to carry up in there, but you can't come to the house of God. I'm shutting myself in. Excuse me. But well, if they tell you you can go back to work tomorrow, you won't be shutting yourself in. You'll be going. Let's can, can we get real? Can we need to get real? We need to see exactly what's going on. Holy Ghost, help me. Help me, Lord. Okay. Now, this—the sun, the moon, and the stars—they are operating. They're They're under that mandate because of us, for us. And now, watch what God says in verse number thirty-seven. He says, "Thus saith the Lord: If heaven above can be measured, and the foundations of the earth searched out beneath, I will also cast off." All the seed of Israel, for all that they have done, said the Lord. In other words, there's some spiritual principles behind the sun, the stars, and the moon. That They, they, they are operating on spiritual principles. And it, and he says, listen, if those things are, are move away from, from their established duty, then what happens, the seed. God seed will we'll, we'll cease. And God said, no, they have to They have to do that job. They are under a mandate. They're under a mandate. Now, let's go back to Psalms 8. Let's go back to Psalms 8. Let's go back to Psalms 8. Amen. Y'all understand about the, 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 the moon and the stars, their purpose, they're under that mandate, are an established rule by God. And see, that shows how much God loves us, that he puts something there that, that's, at a place where, okay, you under the mandate of God, you 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 can't change. You got to, you have to stay where you are, because I love my people, I love my seed, I love man that 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 much. Okay. Now Psalms chapter number eight, because we're talking about man. Psalms eight, and then he looks at verse number four. Now after after David begins to see what he does. In in, in the heavens, okay? Now, he comes to verse number 4. He says, now, what is man mm, that thou art mindful of him, that he remembers us as rebellious as we are? (laughs) He says, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visited him? What is it about man? What is it about mankind that really intrigues God? <laughs> that really <laughs> intrigues God? God. Because God loves. It's, it's just, it is so amazing. He said, what is man? This is what David said. What is man? Now, let's go to Job. We're going to walk through the scriptures this morning, okay? All right. Let's go through to the book of Job, Job chapter 7. Job chapter 7 is right before the the book of Psalms. Job chapter number 7. And we're going to look at verse number 17. Verse number 17. Because now David, David, he sees the heavens. He sees the beauty. He sees the awesomeness of God. He sees the work of his fingers. And then he looks at man. He sees the magnificence of God. And then... He looks at man. He looks at man. Now, Job, Job chapter number 7, verse number 17. Now, Job 17 says, what is man? He says, now, what is man that thou should have magnified him and that thou should have set thine heart upon him what is it about man that god loves to advance what is it about us what is it about man that god looks upon us and thinks enough about us to bring about an advancement or a promotion what is it about man especially and when job is talking well it's in the book of job but 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 it's one of those friends uh uh, bilidad is which is talking And that word means uh, 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 old friendship, or son builder, uh, a a builder of contention. He calls man a worm. He calls man a worm. And Job 25, verse number 4, he says, How then can man be justified with God, or how can he be clean that is born of a woman? Talking about man. Then he says, Behold the moon, and it shineth not, yea, the stars are not pure in his sight. And then he goes on to say, How much less man that is a worm, and the son of man which is a worm. He looks at man as being a worm. You know, we step on worm. Well, I do. <laughs> I don't know about nobody else, but I, I will step on a worm in a heartbeat. Amen. But, but but he's comparing man to, to, to a worm. I mean, David has the same mindset as Job. And, and then he, when he began to write and he says, What is it about man that God would set his heart upon man? Think about your own self. Let, let's make it personal. Let's make it personal. We all know our lives, right? Let's make it personal. What is it about us? in our sinful rebellious condition that God would just always be in remembrance of us now just think about it now think about your own friends that you have do you think about them like that that you always got them in remembrance or even your enemy but but he says now what is it that 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 God would magnify man you know he, he ta- the Word of God says he takes the, the base of people, the lowest of men. Those are the ones that he exalts. What is it about man that God is so in love with? It, it's, it's just amazing. Because when you think about it, when you think about it, when, when that was Adam and Eve, you see, no, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. Okay, slow down, brother. I want to get too ahead of myself. Now, verse number 18 uh, in Job, Job chapter 7, and looking at verse 8, 18. 18 says, and that thou shouldest visit him every morning and try him every moment. There is no intermission when, when it comes down to God and man. You know, you go to a movie, you go to a, a, a concert, you go. It, it has an intermission. <laughs> it has, but when it comes down to God and his relationship with man, there is no intermission when it comes down to God's love for man. God God loves man that much. I mean, and and, and David was just like, he was just so amazed. And he he looked at man, and, and I'm quite sure, he looked at himself and he said, God, why you love me so much? Well, why am I always on your mind? Why are you magnifying me? I mean, a little shepherd boy didn't look like nothing. He was he was he was uh, uh, Rudy, and he was small, and 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 his other brothers was nice looking. He was fine, but God takes him out of the field. See, that's why God takes the the base of men and He uses them because He knows that they will exalt the Lord because they know they could have done it. But He He takes a little shepherd boy and make him king. He magnifies him. Think about your own life. How God has magnified you. Just think about how God has used, when you said, oh, well, God, if it had been me, I wouldn't have done it. But but yet God loves us that much, man. He loves man that much that he would do great and mighty things for us. Amen. I mean, what, what, what is it about man? Now, let's look at Psalms 144. We're going to walk through the scriptures love to love for you to see the word of God. Because, you know, uh, when it comes down to hoop and hollering and screaming and all that, no, 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 no. You need to know what the Word says. Because if you know what the Word says, you wouldn't be living in fear. Every time things happen, I, I, I'm like, okay, hold up. God, you say it. I don't know about y'all, but I said, God, you say it. It won't even come nigh my dwelling. That's what the book says. Psalms 91, that's what he says. And I believe God. I, I believe the Lord. Amen. It won't come there. I, I, I shared this before. <laughs> my neighbor crossed the street. They called the ambulance for him. And Dr. Manley goes over there. You know, I'm, I'm standing back. I'm praying. I'm praying for him. But when I got through praying, I said, God, you said we're going to come now to my house. And it didn't. And praise be the Lord. What happened was, you know, they take him to the hospital and then they bring him back the next day. So we got to understand God's word is true. God's word is real. Heaven, the Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will stand forever. God's word will stand forever. His word is going to stand forever. You, you, you can't, it can't change. It cannot be altered, okay? Now, Psalms 144. Psalms 144. Looking at verse number, Start with number three, because we want to show you about the love of God that he has for man. Now verse three says, "Lord, what is man that thou taketh knowledge of him?" Mm. And then he says, "Or the son of man that thou maketh account of him?" In other words, God, what is it about man that you got your focus on him? Why? Well, Why you got your focus on man? But then verse four says, "Man." is like to vanity. His days are as a shadow that passes away. Man, mankind, man, 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 man. And the Lord dropped this in my spirit. He said, man is transitory. In other words, transitory means he's momentarily. He's, He's fleeting. He's like the grass, you know. He's here today and gone tomorrow. But yet God keeps his focus on man. We're transitory, we're, we're moving from, and what we don't understand is we're moving from this life here now, this earthly existence that we're in, we're moving at light speed, and yet we don't realize we're moving. We're moving either, t- oh God, I heard that one. We're either moving toward heaven or we're moving toward hell. Transitory. We're moving one place or the other. But you know, it is, and the sad part God says in the book of Revelation, I think it's chapter number 22, he says, you know, at the end I think he takes them through all those different plagues and stuff and, and they come to, to, to that river. And those last verses says, whatever you're doing, keep on doing it. Whatever you're doing, you keep on doing it. Because sooner or later God's going to show back up. He said, whatever you're doing, you keep on. He said, if you're fornicating, you keep on doing it. He, he said, if "You're lying, you're cheating." He said, "Whatever you're doing, you keep right on doing it." That's in the Book of Revelation, chapter number twenty-two. And, and so, so what? And rather than men running toward God, we're running away from God, not understanding we are just like a shadow. We're passing away. We're we're in transit to a new land. Ooh, now I wouldn't want my new land to be hell, would y'all? But we're in transit. We are in, man is in transit. We're going to either heaven or we're going to hell. And it's like, oh, that's brimstone and damn No, that's truth. We're transit. We're moving. We're moving. And we're going to end up someplace, okay? But he says now, he said, but man, he said, he's vanity. He's, I mean, at, at, a, at the blink of a moment, he's gone it's amazing he begins to analyze and he begins to look at the life of man come and then he sees the glory of God and he looks at man and he's a man and Job said man is a worm mm. but let's look at now let's look at Hebrews chapter number 2 let's go walk through the scripture Hebrews chapter number 2 the book of Hebrews hmm Hebrews chapter number 2. And looking at verse number 6. Keep your place in Psalms 8 because we're going back there. Now, Hebrews chapter 2 verse number 6 says, But one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou visit him. You know, God shows up for for us every moment of our life. He shows up every moment of our life. Whether we, you know, when we rise early in the morning, he's there before we even wake up. He's there during the time we are even sleeping. He's always there. He said, what is so special about man? What is so special about you? that God loves you, that, that he would always be there for you when we're not there for him. What is it about, about man? And then he says this, verse 7. He says, now this is good. Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Now, that word angels there in the Hebrew means Elohim. Made him a little lower than God. See, that was the time you know when it was when it was God and then you had you had Satan who was Lucifer before he failed and and see when he failed that that thing switched then then it became God and then it, it was man and then the angels and see that's why Satan has a hard time with us he because we've taken his place we've taken his place so so the word says now he says thou made him a little lower than the angels look at the positioning. That he has placed man in. A little lower than himself. Look at the positioning. I mean. Look what the Bible says about what God has done for man. He crowned him with glory. And honor. And then he set him over. The works of his hand. I mean. We'll get to that scripture, but the scripture does tell us that, that you know the heavens the heavens belong to the Lord, but He says the earth belongs to man. We man has really I want to say that word. I mean, we messed it up. I was going to say we screwed it up, which is true. Amen. Yeah, but this He's He's given man the earth. He's. Can you imagine, in your mind, that someone that that is 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 just. He's such a great architect. That's, that's the way I want to put. It. He's such an, a great architect that that you can see the stars and you can you can you can see the moon and 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 you know and sometimes they talk about the the, the dipper and the big dipper and all that stuff and it seems like the stars might be just blinking and shining and and, and things are just so different when it comes down to God. He's he just even. I, there was a time we used to travel to Asheville to visit someone that was in a nursing home, and every time we would go up those mountains, we would see these little skinny trees, and it looked like, and we would got to understand that those little trees that was going up, the, <coughs> going up the mountain, we were saying in our in our spiritual mind, because God showed it to us, that those was the children of Israel that was traveling across those mountains. See. You can, you can see God in anything that he has created if we take the time to do it. If we would uh, allow our minds to become more spiritual and less earthly. Because right now we are earthbound. We, we love it here. <laughs> and this is not our home. He, told, he tells us to set our sights on things above and not on the things of the earth. See, these things that we see now, these things are temporal. They're going to fade away. They're not going to be here forever. We need something that's going to be everlasting, eternal, eternal. He says, he crowned man with glory and honor, and he set him over his works. I mean, just think about it. What? Okay, let's bring it home, Lord. Now, everybody knows the name Bill Gates, right? You know he got a whole lot of money, right? Okay? What if Bill Gates decides to allow you to be over his money? Same principle. That's in the natural. Same principle. God has set man over all of his works. Over all. he's, He's done that. God has done that. If you can't get that God has placed man over all of his creation, surely you can get the fact that uh, um, Bill Gates and all his wealth. He Okay, uh, he, he then chose me to be over, to govern all of his wealth. That ought to register. I mean, that that's powerful. That's powerful. <laughs> but that's layman terms, okay? Now, let's go back to Psalms 8. We're almost done. Let's go back to Psalms 8. Psalms 8. Psalms 8. Psalms 8. Okay, let's go back to Psalms 8. All right, now, Psalms 8, verse number 5. And, and 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 we 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 use Hebrew to to line upon line, okay, precept upon precept. Line number five, uh, uh, verse number five in Psalms eight says, "For thou," he talked to talk my God, "For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, Elohim, lower than himself. He's crowned him with glory and honor." And verse six says, "Thou madest him to have dominion." <coughs> over the works of thy hands thou have put all things under his feet. God has given man dominion dominion when he, in, in, in the creation when he brought forth the, 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 the animals the things in the sea and, and, and he even gave Adam the, the privilege of naming the animals. He, he gave us dominion, authority, authority. That's what he gave us. He gave us authority. Now, man, and when you think about man and what Job said about man, that man was a worm. why would you give a worm authority over what you have or what you created? But he loved man that much. He loves us that much. Now, look at, look at let me show you. Sometimes well, we don't have dominion over the earth. Watch, watch the scripture. Psalms 115, Psalms 115. Let's see what the scripture says about a man having dominion over the earth. Well, I know the earth is lost and, and all therein, but this is what God says in Psalms 115. Verse number 16. OK? Are we there? Psalms 115, verse 16. It says, "The heaven." Even the heavens with an S are the Lord's. But then it says it gives a but. A but is a conjunction. But the earth has he given to the children of men. The earth, God has given us the earth. He's given it to the children of men. It's just amazing to know the love that God has for mankind. This week, as as I was studying, I, I come across something, and i I came close to to to, to calling on my my my, my son- in law because he and Dr Ben a lot of time they they go deep on me well, I, I usually sit and listen but but they a lot of time they'll go deep, okay and, and when I'm going to catch a revelation, then you know I've got to sit and listen, hey man. but I came across something when 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 the plagues was taking place. Uh, uh, and, and and children of Israel wanted to leave Egypt, and God had used Moses to to and Aaron to 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 lead his people out of, out of Egypt. Well, when they began to produce the plagues, okay, well you know the, the first one was about, about the snake, and and uh, then the magicians they were able to 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 reproduce duplicate about the snakes. Of course, um, Aaron you know, the, uh, Moses' the Moses's rod swallowed them up, okay. Then it came forth about the frogs, okay? So when, he, when, he, when they released the, the, his rod and stretched it out, then the frogs came, and then the magicians were able to do that as well. They were able to duplicate that. Well, when it came down to the blood and they turned that water into blood, then the magicians, they were there in that process too. But then it said something, and that, this lets you know we should always go back and reread the Bible. I don't care what you think you might know, <laughs> you, you need to go back and read because you'll discover something that will set your mind on, 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 on a journey. I guess that's what you call it, a journey. When it gets down to the lice, and he st- when Moses stretches out his rod and he, he, and he touches the dust, see, the dust becomes lice. He touches the dust and it became lice. But the magicians, they couldn't do that. They could not reproduce from the dust to to to, to become lights. It says they couldn't do it. I I I was stuck. I'm like God. Wait a minute. They could re- reproduce everything else or duplicate, but why not the lights? I mean, I pondered and I pondered and I pondered and I talked to the Lord and I talked to... I said, God, give me the answer. I called people up, minister. I called them up, gave them the scripture. What what do you think about this? What do you think? God didn't intend for somebody else to give it to me. He intended for him to give it to me. The dust that was turned into lice that the magicians could not reproduce. And he said, Brenda, I understand something. He said, Where did man come from? Man came from dust. So, what God says, He said, What I'm, what I'm showing you is that Satan cannot uh, uh, produce life. That's why he could, they could not bring forth the lights, because the lights came from the dust. He, when he hit the dust, it changed the lights. But he says, "Now Satan couldn't, couldn't do that. Satan cannot give life." Somebody said, "Well, he can take it." No, he's only on the permission of God. He can't do nothing without the permission of God. He cannot uh, reproduce life. He can't give life. Well, somebody said, "Well, you know, I, I had a child. The way. no, only God could have brought it through. Might have been." What uh, David David said, "I was born in sin. Only God." Satan couldn't, he could not produce life. He cannot uh, reproduce or produce life. Only God can do that. Because every time a child is born, another image and a likeness of God is coming forth. Every time a child, every time that, that matrix, every time that womb opened up, there comes another baby Jesus. Huh. See, your, your mind got to the go there in the spirit realm. Because, see, in the natural, we, we, we don't see that. We won't, and you know, they follow they, they fussing about being shut in. But if you shut in with Jesus, it makes all the difference in the world. Most people want to break out. And the reason why they want to break out is because they they, they, can't, they can't handle their own self. Can't live with their own self. But if you hang out with Jesus... I will guarantee you, he will give you some stuff. And when he give it to you, oh Lord, him What a journey! What a journey! What a journey! He loves, he loves you. He loves, he loves us. He loves mankind. He loves. It's just amazing how a God so sovereign and so holy, so pure, can love, as Job said, a worm like me. That's that's awesome. That is awesome. Man. 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 Examine yourself. Do God love me? Yes, he does. He does. Our mistake is that we think we got to perform to get God's love. You do not have to perform to get God's love. God's love is unconditional. And that's where the church is going wrong. We're always performing. We're performing. Who you got to show for? You're not performing for God because God don't need a performance. But he loves man that much. That's the word. God says, give to his people. You, those that are listening online, you know, those who, or who are at a place where they, they feel like they, they, they're they useless, they're worthless, God said, no, no, don't think like that. He said, know that I love you. Had someone to call the uh, the, the day of the tornado. That that morning, that morning it was about 5.30, I guess, when they called. Dr. Mellon was gracious enough to let me receive that call at 5.30 in the morning. But this man had called, and he had an AR-15, is that what you call him? On his bed, getting ready to take his life. Getting ready to, t- and he was like, I don't even know why I want to do this. But he said, I just don't want to live no more. the only thing I could tell him, I said, I'm going to be straight with you, brother. Now is the time to stop sugar, you know, sugarcoating stuff, shucking and jiving. I said, if if you pull that trigger, where you gonna end up at? Heaven or hell? He never answered the question. He kept going around it. He kept going around it. I talked to him for almost one solid hour. And at the end of the conversation, when I heard him laugh, I knew then God had got through. When I heard him laughing, I knew then God had gotten through. See, you never know what people are going through out right here. You never know. Because the enemy, he's, he will take your mind and he will tell you you have no purpose, you're no good. But God says that he loves us. He loves us unconditionally. You don't have to perform for God. You don't have to dress up your life for God. We're the righteousness of God is what God's words say. But I tell you, when this life is earthly, life is over. And I'm called to go home. We can't be just getting ready. We got to be ready. You got to be ready. Got to be ready. Because we never know. He said he comes like a thief in the night. We have no idea. Just like somebody going to break in your house a thief. He don't tell you when he going to come. It's the same way with Jesus. That's why Jesus says, will I find faith on the earth when I return? And that scared me because there's so many faithless Christians. I'm not talking about the world. You don't expect the world to have no faith. But there's so many faithless Christians. So is that a fulfillment of the scripture? Will he find faith when he returns? Be ready, but know that God loves you unconditionally, unconditionally. Now let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Man, 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 man.